I was a virgin, but my dreams were shattered when I was raped at 18 years of age. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're talking about real problems from real people who found a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how the evils of this world can destroy someone's life in literally a quick moment of decision. How many of us who are older can say that our dreams at some time in our lives have been shattered by some life-changing traumatic event that occurred? I think so many of us have realized that we're not in control of our lives, but it's how you react to those traumatic events that can sink you or shape you for the better. Today, you're going to hear from Chrissy Espy, who went through a horrific, tragic event of rape when she was a young adult, and it almost ruined her life unto suicide. Now, before we go any further, listener discretion is advised, as we will be talking about real-life traumatic events that are sexual in nature. Chrissy, welcome to the show. Hi. Chrissy, now from what I understand, you grew up in a Christian family and you had some serious high hopes and dreams for your future. I did. I really did. I grew up knowing him, but I wasn't very close to him. Mm -hmm. He was just a God that watched over and judged me. So my vision, my dreams, my hopes was about doing, doing. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be actually majored in math. So I don't know where I thought I was heading with that, but I just had so many dreams and whatnot. And I definitely was on track. I graduated early at 17 and then had a full scholarship going to college at 17. So Chrissy, you were an overachiever then. I was. I really, really felt loved when other people gave me compliments of how good I was doing. Wow. But then you are also very high expectations when it came, you know, to your life, like basically waiting until you get married. Oh, yes. Strictly a virgin. I think I kissed a boy maybe once for all of a second in my teenage years. And that was it. I worked. I started working at 15. By 17, I was in back office management, and I just had a vision, dream, goal. I had standards. There was nothing that was going to stop me at that, or so I thought. But then something happened to you when you were 18 that totally changed everything. What was that? It did. My birthday. What? I turned 18. Yep. A friend of mine came over. We were just going to watch TV. There was actually a couple of friends that were supposed to come over, but somehow that was the only one. Mm. And he put something in my drink. I don't remember what I was drinking, but he put something in it. I didn't know. And then a little while, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed from head to toe. Oh, my gosh. And he did whatever he wanted, and he (gasps) succeeded at all of it. Oh, my gosh. So in that moment, he basically drugged you and raped you against your will. During this time. Yep. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And he just left me there naked for my roommates to see, her son to walk in on. It was really bad. Oh my gosh. So this was just shameless behavior. How did this leave you feeling after that? I mean, gosh. Devastated. I'll never forget laying there. And the only thing I could move was my eyeballs. And I remember my roommate coming in. I couldn't talk. And she was shocked 
and how I was just laying there naked with doors wide open. She was just appalled. She didn't know what happened because he took off. And so I was just so shamed. I was just so disgusted. And she just looked at me and she was yelling and she just shut the door. We had a Jack and Jill bathroom where we shared a bathroom and then my bedroom door as well. And both were wide open and she ran around and got the other door and then ran to the other one. And she was just devastated. And there was nothing I could do. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Chrissy. And I'm understanding that all those dreams and all those hopes were shattered and you basically ran away from your parents during this time. I was devastated. There was no way that I thought that anybody would understand. There was no way that I could tell anybody, look at somebody in the eyes and tell them what happened. (sighs) There was no way that I thought anybody could look at me the same. And so I didn't want to tell anybody. So I just didn't go back to work. I did not stay there with the roommate. And I just moved into my car. I didn't call my mom. I didn't go visit them. We didn't have cell phones back then. So I just disappeared. I was gone. And that's horrible. From what I understood from talking to you before, this was kind of like a friend, but superior in a sense. And what's crazy about this is I think this happens to so many people where they have this high expectation, these dreams, these hopes, but then something like this, like rape happens and they basically blame themselves. Is that what happened to you? Yeah. He was my supervisor. I listened to him all day long at work and I respected him. He was much older than me. And I just thought we were friends. We had been friends for about a year or so. And so I trusted him. We never went outside of those lines He knew and I knew we had boundaries. We were just friends. We never expected anything else of each other. And I had no reason to doubt that he would do anything like that. Wow. But then you actually blamed yourself, though. That's why you didn't tell anybody. You felt like it was your fault. I didn't understand that people would be able to look at me the same. They would just see me as the girl who got raped, the (sighs) one who didn't have her guard up. It was my fault. I didn't do things that I should have done. I should have done this. I should have not had a guy friend come over. I should have been, you know, watching my drink. There was so Mm. many things that I felt like were my fault. And so you basically, you know, changed from being this super high achiever to just basically throwing your life away. And you started getting involved with drugs and things like that. Is that right? Oh, that was so much easier, so much easier. And it wasn't like just overnight, but it was just so much easier to disappear from everything. I didn't have to talk to anybody about it. I didn't even have to deal with it myself. I was just able to run away from it, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. And so the easiest way to do that was drinking. And I had already been drinking on the weekends, you know, with some, Mm -hmm. no big deal. But this was beyond that. It became drinking every day in order to drown out any feeling or emotion. Um, And that wasn't enough. I would run into drugs, anything, anything to keep me from feeling. Oh, man. That's so horrible that not only did you internalize everything, but then you're just trying to numb the pain that it caused for you. And it even led to where you were going from house to house looking and doing anything for drugs. Is that right? At that point, I was living in my car and I had found a small waitressing job that basically will take you and not even ask questions. <laughs> it was a real you know, hole in the wall. Yeah. And I met some 
very nice people there. And so I was young, I was pretty, and I can flirt with some guys and trade them sex for somewhere to live. Wow. It was easier too. It didn't feel like that was what I was doing at the time. It just felt like he's a nice guy. You know, he likes me, you know, and maybe this is my new boyfriend and I need a place to crash anyway. So it just didn't really seem like I was prostituting myself in order to have somewhere to live. But that's what it turned into. It kind of went back and forth. Sometimes guys would use me for needing a car or, you know, we would just use each other in whatever way we could to get what we wanted, whether it was drugs, alcohol, place to stay, money. But then as you were hitting rock bottom, you got to the point where you had to go to a hospital. I remember you were telling me that you got back in touch with your parents after a year of drugs and all this stuff, and they were so mad. But your parents did receive you back, and then you ended up joining the military trying to get your life together, specifically the Navy. Is that right? That is right. I did not think my parents were going to answer that phone, but I was in the hospital emergency. There was no way of getting around going in the hospital, and I was always laying there. I decided to call my mom and dad, and lo and behold, their phone number had been changed. (laughs) Hey, Chrissy, let's stop there. I want to hear more about this and what happened, because honestly, your testimony and what you went through is so horrific. And I don't know how you're able to overcome this trauma in your life, but I want to have you back on our next show to talk about how you overcame all these issues. So Chrissy, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Hold tight. I'll be right back after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. I mean, where are you at with this? My gosh, I'm just really floored from what we had heard. I'm kind of disgusted with how evil can really just destroy someone's life. It reminds me of the story of Tamar in the Bible, who is the daughter of King David. She's a princess, and her half-brother, who is a prince, and his name is Amnon, he likes her, and he's like in love with her. He's madly in love with her. And it comes to a moment where he forces himself upon her. In 2 Samuel 13, 12 through 15, it says, No, my brother, she said to him, don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? What about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Afterwards, then Amnon hated her 
with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, get up and get out. The story goes on to talk about how poor Tamar just locks herself up and just is riddled with shame the rest of her life. How many out there could you say that, yes, I've been through that shame. I've been raped. I feel ashamed. I feel like it was my fault. I feel like I'm ruined. I feel like I'm ruined goods. What do you do with that? Is there any hope for that? You're going to hear from Chrissy that there is hope. God can bring hope out of a situation where you feel like I don't have any value. I, you know, how am I even going to overcome this trauma? You can. God will help you through it. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for that person who, who has gone through some type of trauma and maybe nobody else knows about it. I want to tell you, God knows about it. And Lord Jesus, I pray right now, Lord God, that we would be able to just invite you in. My friend, invite him in right now. Jesus, we invite you in because there's so much hurt, there's so much trauma, there's so much anger. And we just receive you right now, Lord Jesus, to bring healing so that we can just get by the next day and so that we can discover healing and wholeness from this place of just desperation. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed with this testimony and I know your life is touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.